This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome back. It is Silver and Black today in Odyssey Original Podcast. We cover all things Las Vegas Raiders football. We are summing up, tying a bow on this holiday season. I know it's a crappy gift. It's like a re-gift almost. The Raiders 13-10 loss to the Pittsburgh Steelers. He is Mo Moten. I am Scott Branson. Uh, we would love for you to join us every week as we drop the podcast. So please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, uh, whether it's Apple, Google, Spotify. doesn't matter where you get it. Just look for Silver and Black today. Subscribe. Put on the auto download. Also, if you're watching us on YouTube, yes, we are back. We appreciate you guys being with us. Subscribe to the channel there. Hit the notifications bell so you know when we have a new video up. Okay, Mo, let's get into this stuff. We 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 started to talk about Derek Carr last segment in the offensive struggles, but I I want to go back to some of these things with Derek Carr and some of these stats because they're undeniable. And it has nothing to do with liking or not liking Derek Carr or thinking he should come back or not come back. These are just numbers. And so I'm going to read some of these, Mo, and, and, and I want to touch upon why people don't think he's part of the problem, not all of the problem. This Raiders team has plenty of problems it needs to fix, folks, okay? It's not only Derek Carr. But in the NFL, your quarterback is the key part of your offense, and that quarterback has to play at a high level or you do not win. So here we go. Career-high 19 turnovers this season, including the most interceptions in his career at 14. He ranks 26 in quarterback rating and leads the league, as I mentioned, with the 14 interception. He has the lowest completion percentage since his rookie season. He's ranked 31st in the NFL currently, his third lowest passing yards in his career, and uh, he's not um, also, uh, from an attempt perspective, it's down, but it's on par with 17, 19, and 20. So for those of you who want to kind of excuse the numbers away by saying, well, they're not letting him pass the ball enough, that simply isn't true. Also, we've heard a lot about people saying, well, if he had an offensive line, he'd do better. 
He's been sacked 27 times so far, Mo. He was sacked 40 times last year and had a record year, 51 uh, back in uh, 2019, but uh, he had a 69, com 69% completion percentage back then. So all the numbers for Derek Carr have trended downward throughout this season, and to me, when I look at the numbers and I compare them to previous years, including years where he had a new playbook, a new coach, a new offensive coordinator, a bad offensive line, they still don't excuse away the performance we've seen from number four. Yeah, and I talked about this, I believe, on Christmas Day. I think on the morning of Christmas Day, I said, I'm not going to dive into Car Wars because I want to enjoy my Christmas, right? <laughs> but I had I had a series of tweets. I, I put out a thread. It was about three tweets. And basically, I, I told you, told everyone that even in past years when the Raiders had a new regime coming in, a new play caller, John Gruden coming in, I'll, I'll use John Gruden's regime as an example. Even in that first year, it started off awful. You remember that Rams game when they started off mm. with Carr through this horrible pick and like, oh, Carr is not playing well. This is a continuation of 2017. As the year went on, you could see the progress in his play. And John Gruden has been known to have a complicated system as well, right? And we right. talked about Josh McDaniels, complicated system. But in that 2018 season, you saw the progress in Carr between September and December. You said, okay. He's improving. So this, this, you know, you can take this momentum into 2019 and we'll see a lot better from him. As you briefly mentioned, this year under Josh McDaniels, it seems the car has regressed. And that's not a good sign. And there were remember there were reports two weeks ago saying that basically Carr is auditioning and the Raiders are gonna look at these last four games as to make their decision basically on his future. If that's the case. Mm -hmm. It's not a good start for him <laughs> because in addition to the numbers that you put out, just looking at his passer rating, 85.1 in September, 88.7 in October, 101 in November, when there was some hope that the Rays may be able to sneak back into the playoff picture. Right. There was that. And now in December so far, well, in December period, because there are no more December games because next game is January 1st, 66.8 passer rating in December. So he is regressed, as we said. And we, we've all seen it. I talked about the turnovers. I talked about the completion rate. Right. I just talked about the passer rating. You rattled off some numbers. It's clear that he's headed in the wrong direction. And I was on this show, and I said, I think Derek Carr gets year 10. I'm going to stick with that for now. But I will say that all along I said I would draft a quarterback regardless of Derek Carr's status. Regardless of what the Raiders were going to do with Derek Carr, I would draft a quarterback. But I will say... It seems less likely now that he's going to stick around if this continues because now he's got the 49ers coming up and the 49ers have arguably the best defense in the league. Yes. So is he going to is he going to turn around against the 49ers on on New Year's Day? I highly doubt that. Now the Chiefs defense mediocre up and down, maybe he has a good game there, but at that point it's the last week of the season and I don't see the last week of the season impacting Derek Carr's future that much versus the previous three games when you had a chance to get back into the playoff picture. Yeah, and we'll we'll get to to whether or not he's back. Um, but but I just look at the numbers, and again, this is where <clears throat> it becomes a lot about the business and a lot about the future. Because again, if you're Dave Ziegler, a lot of p I see a lot of people, a lot of Twitter GMs talking about, well, they don't have a plan, so they're going to keep them. You don't know what their plan is. Number one. And number two, uh, when they saw Derek Carr, now he had a nice little stretch there, like you talked about in November, but 
this has been sort of, there's been a malaise all season with Derek Carr, and the numbers bear that out. And so if I'm Dave Ziegler, I've been planning for quite a while. I've been saying, okay, if he picks it up and he shows us and we go, then there's no question. We keep him. It's an easy decision. If he doesn't, then I got to start thinking about what we might be able to do. And I think that's where they could be. We don't know that for sure. But this idea, too, again, that Carr somehow, I think you have to look at a quarterback and look at his limitations. We all know what the limitations of Derek Carr is. He is not a playmaking quarterback like many of the other that would move you into the top 10, right? Not saying he's not a good quarterback at times, but that's not what I'm saying. Uh, His touchdown rate, I pulled this stat uh, out of a story today. Touchdown rate has gone over 5% of his throws only once since 2016 and his average yards per attempt have dipped they've gone down over the last three years now that to me is probably why when you see the deal that was struck with Derek Carr this past offseason Mo when Dave Ziegler came to the building this out they have in the contract and I've said and agreed with you all along which is you don't just release the guy because you could trade him. He does have value whether you like him or not he has value in the in the NFL especially if you look at some of these quarterbacks and you look at the Jets situation, like, believe me, he's got value. <laughs> but at the same time, this is why they structured the contract that way, because you, in essence, had a year to audition. And at that point, the Raiders can walk away with $4 million if Derek Carr won't entertain a trade. And that's what I want to get into, because you're, you're writing about that. You wrote about it. You tweeted about it on Monday, as a matter of fact. Uh, we want to get into that. Derek Carr, if the Raiders approach him and say, hey, listen, man, um, we think it's time to move on. We have four spots interested in you, warm weather cities, dome cities, because we don't we know he's not going to want to play in the cold. Um, what do you think? If he says, nah, I'm not accepting a trade, I'll either retire or I'm coming back as a Raider. Um, you believe that that is more of a possibility, perhaps, than him accepting a trade? Where are you at with that? I think it's I think people are dismissing the possibility that he could walk away from football. And I say that because a lot of people are putting together these trade packages, landing spots for car as a, as a media content creator, I get it. That's what we do. But I think people need to mention because I haven't seen it in a lot of these columns that people write that Derek Carr has no trade clause. And he's also said recently that he'd rather retire than play anywhere else. Now that could be just him talking because in the moment he wants to be a Raider. I get it. That may, the Raiders are going to call his bluff on that if, if it comes down to it. Mm-hmm. It's a possibility he's just talking. I get that. But I don't think we should totally dismiss the fact that he could walk away. Let's remember that he has signed two new contracts now. Now, he would have to give, probably have to give some of that money back if he retires. Not probably, he will. Um, but he he's well off. And he has his own, I believe, ministry, to the Altar Conference, where mm-hmm. he's very spiritual. He's very faith-driven. So... He has that. So it's not like he needs football for the money. Uh, If he really wants to retire and only play for the Raiders in his career, he can definitely do that. And I think it's a possibility. Well, I'm I'm not saying it's going to happen. I have no intel on this. I have no inside information on Carr. I don't have Carr in my DMs telling me this. All I'm saying is that you have to bake that into, into your perspective thoughts about what the Raiders should do because he can. I'm not saying he will purposely make things difficult, but if he sticks to his mind that I'm a Raider or I'm retired, that changes a lot of things. And then you have to start saying, okay, how much money can we recruit from his contract and use that money to shift it and help that defense out? 
Right. And, and I agree with you. I, I don't, I mean, if a guy like Andrew Luck can walk away, I mean, we've seen these right. high level players just say, Hey, you know what? I'm done. Life is more than just football. football. Yes. Mm-hmm. They, it, it's their career and you get it, but he's a young dude. I mean, Derek Carr uh, has generational wealth already. Um, knowing what we know about the family, you can assume that he's been very smart about it. Uh, and, 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 and to your point about his faith-based initiatives and what he does there, he's got a lot going on. And so he's got a lot of things he can do in life. For, for a professional athlete, it is harder. If you read the, the Andrew Luck story that ran in ESPN a couple weeks ago, Andrew Luck regretted walking away the way he did, although now he's come to grips with it and he's okay with it. But, but I think Derek Carr is in that position. Now, you might feel like you have something to prove. Is that something so strong in him? But again, I think, too, if you look at the destinations that are possible for Derek Carr, knowing what we know about his performance in cold weather, um, and also for your health reasons, you might not want to play in cold weather. So where is he going to go? You have just a few destinations where he could. One could be Tampa, if Tom Brady does indeed step away and doesn't come back to the Buccaneers. That's a team that seems more in position to actually make a quick step and be back to winning ways. So that's one location for him. Indy's another. They got issues there. I don't know if he wants to go there. We saw Philip Rivers go there, and we saw what happened with him. Uh, New Orleans is another spot, but you know there's other opportunities. But many of these other opportunities are in cold-weather cities like the Jets, and I don't know that he would do that. To me, I feel like he's going to know what his strengths are and be like, yeah, that's not one of my playing – playing half my games in cold weather probably not going to be good for me. And so if that's <laughs> the case, then maybe I do something different. Now, you play in the NFC South – different story, right? You're, you're, you're playing in, inside in Atlanta and in, in New Orleans and playing in, in, uh, in uh, Tennessee, you know, off schedule when you're playing conference out of conference. So you're, you're playing games. Yeah. You're going to have a couple cold weather games, just like every team does. But overall, I can see him doing that too, Mo. The, the question though, then becomes, I think, again, people have to understand that it's a business decision. The Raiders really have not shown any, any, of their cards or have made any statements to say that they are committed to Derek Carr after this year. They, when they've been asked about it at times, they've been very, Hey, we love Derek Carr. We love what he does, but they've not made any emphatic statements, which assumes that they're going to be open to all possibilities, trade or whatnot. Um, If the Raiders had to just walk away from him, Mo, um, you would think they have to do it quickly right after the Super Bowl, And, you would have to think they got to be in the top five or six draft picks, right? Because that's the only way you're going to get a, a, a marquee rookie quarterback. You can get some later, but you got the four. Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, Will Levis, and Anthony Richardson all appear to be first-rounders still. Um, what do they do if he wants to walk away? Do you Is that a reason you bring him back? Or if you're committed to moving on, you just move on, eat the $4 million, and figure out your plan after that? Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. 
Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's Lifetime Membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. That's the complicated situation that I will get into this week in an article on Sportsnet, but I'll give ah. you a taste on the show today. This is my plan. This has always been my plan, right? I, as I said a few minutes ago, regardless of what Derek Carr looked like this year, I was interested in drafting a quarterback. I'm yep. more so interested in drafting a quarterback now that the Raiders look like they're going to have a top 10 pick. Now, there's still two games left. They're ninth right now, I believe. But if they lose to the 49ers and lose to the Chiefs, that pick could be five or six. Right. And at that point, I think you don't draft that high very often, mm-hmm. especially with Devontae Adams and your team, Max Crosby, Hunter Renfro, Darren Wall, all these guys. You draft the quarterback with your first-round pick, without a doubt, to me. Now, as I said, Derek Hart can make things complicated if he wants to walk away. But then I also – I've seen teams do this and players do this. When they retire – there are clauses on the contract where the team recoups a lot of that money. So it's not like they're going to be on the hook for his entire contract if he wants to walk away. They're going to recoup a lot of that. So they can use a lot of that money to use in free agency or make a trade or what have you. I took a peek at over the cap. The Reds, I believe, are within the top 10 in cap space. I believe they have over $35 million right now projected. So I would guess that, that would be over $50 million if they recoup some of Derek Carr's money. But I will say that if they're – if if he's not the guy, if they decide they want to move on from him, there's really no point in keeping him around and then drafting a quarterback. I'm the type of guy that I would want my young rookie quarterback to play right away because those are years that you can really pile up on talent and spend on, and all, the, on all the areas because you're not playing your quarterback very much. But I will say this. I have an alternative plan if Derek Carr were to walk away or if they were to move on from Derek Carr, and the lot of Raider fans are not going to like to hear this. But I would acquire Mac Jones from the Patriots. Oh. Yes. I would acquire Dirty Mac Jones. Mac Jones? <laughs> yes. I would acquire <laughs> Mac Jones and draft the quarterback. And I'll tell you why. Once you move on from a quarterback who's good but not great, you want to give yourself as many chances as you can to get it right at the position. Why put all your eggs in one basket with one quarterback that you draft? We've we've already seen Zach Wilson looks like a bust. Trey Lance, we don't know yet. Justin Fields still in the developmental periods. But you don't know if that quarterback is going to pan out or not. Give yourself multiple options just in case that quarterback isn't what you think he will be. So I would I would acquire Mac Jones because he's still in the early stages of his developmental period. People are going to roll their eyes because of the way he's played this year. But you have to understand he's playing with an with a offensive play caller who's a defense, who was a defensive coordinator. Matt Patricia is calling the plays over there. <laughs> How many quarterbacks would succeed in that environment? If you people have a short-term memory, during his rookie year, Mac Jones looked like the best quarterback in his class over Trevor Lawrence, over Zach Wilson, over Justin Fields, over Trey Lance, because he had the best <clears throat> numbers with, guess who? Josh McDaniels. So he mm-hmm. looked pretty good. I know the Pro Bowl is a popularity contest, and a lot of people dis- dismiss it, but there, it was clear that he, Mac Jones had the best year of those rookie quarterbacks last year. Yep. So under Josh McDaniel, so I would bring him in, and at best, if he's the guy, you keep him. You have a you have a you have a, a early round quarterback that you just drafted, but then you can flip Mac Jones, 
if you if you really believe in that quarterback you drafted at number five or number six overall and Mac Jones plays well, guess what? Now you can flip Mac Jones for more picks or another player and then start your rookie. But you're going to have options. The point is you want to have options because I know a lot of Raider fans are scared to move on from Derek Carr because yes. he may not be great, but he's an upper half of the league quarterback. Okay, well, as, as I said, you give yourself two options at the quarterback position to get it right. And I think Mac Jones, who knows the system, can come in and win games right away and still have a young quarterback that you're developing as a top five pick. And Mo, I, this is where I I get, <clears throat> I do get a little, nah, I wouldn't say combative, I do get a little argumentative with some Raider fans out there who listen to our show when they argue this idea that, well, what are we going to do to get better? We can't draft a rookie and get better. Who says? Now, I understand the Raiders' history at the quarterback position. I get that. Now, I understand Zach Wilson. I understand some of these busts. Don't get me wrong. They happen. But why do you believe that it's going to happen if you draft a young quarterback? Doesn't necessarily happen. Yeah, they might take a year. To your point about having uh, a Mac Jones or a Gardner Minshew or somebody come in as a bridge quarterback who you know is competent. Yeah, are they are they a top a top ten quarterback? No, they're not either. But you know that you can win with them and be competitive. And to me, that's the point. Is Raider fans. To me, this is where, and I could be wrong, and you guys correct me because you always do, um, but I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm flabbergasted by Raider fans who feel like they're on the right track or something. This team vastly underperformed and did poorly this year. Look at the record. Why do you believe that if you move on and get a bridge guy or a young quarterback that you're somehow going to go from four wins to to three wins? I mean, what's the difference there? At that point, you got to build up, you got to spend money on defense, you got to spend money to improve the offensive line and get these different tools. So I don't understand this uh, this this sort of paralysis of but we're average. Let's stay average. Right, and I think it's just the the fright of it could be worse, right? Sure, A lot sure, of it could always that, be worse. That's, that's that's the fright. It could be worse, but you know what? It could also be better. Exactly. You know? That's my point. So, that's my point. So, so that's and this is my point about getting Mac Jones. I know again, I know Raider fans are gonna roll their eyes because they Mike jo Mike Mac Jones doesn't seem like a likable character, but it's not about liking. It's about <laughs> no, win planning. ball games. It, it's about planning, and you can address the short term. You can win games with Mac Jones. Josh McDaniels has proven that last year. The Patriots went to the playoffs with a ten and seven record, with I believe a top ten scoring defense, with Mac Jones being a Pro Bowler. Okay. Right. So I, I get it, this recency bias. Matt Jones sucks because he sucks this year. But as I said, he has a defensive coordinator calling his plays. <laughs> who is Again, who is going to succeed with that? Pair Matt Jones but, with Josh McDaniels again. The Raiders can win games in the now and have their future in tow with their draft pick. Yeah, and it's amazing to me that people will people are going to listen to this conversation, okay, Mo, and they're going to say you're crazy. Matt Jones sucks. I know, I know. Right? And, and here's a guy with, like you said, a defensive coordinator calling his offense. No, t no, no talent on offense. I mean, really, they're, they're bereft of talent on offense. In New his, I, I'm sorry, it's got to cut you off. His yeah. best receiver is Jacoby Myers. Correct. Think about that. His yes. best receiver is Jacoby Myers, who's probably a three on most NFL teams. Right. Can you think what he could do with Devontae Adams, Darren Waller, and Hunter Renfro under a guy he knows and the system he knows? And, and this is what baffles me, is that will be the argument for, for I guess I should say, against your point of view on Mac Jones. But yet Derek Carr has all those weapons on offense, and it's not his fault. 
This is where I find right. the duality in Raider Nation to be just mind-boggling because you say this guy sucks and he has absolutely no talent with no offensive coaching whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And yet you have a coach, you can hate McDonald's if you want. He did well last year in New England calling the offense. And Derek Carr has Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro, Darren Waller back now, and other tools and is declining. So again, just to put it in full, that's the that's the uniqueness of Raider and, Nation. And I and I also want to be clear, I'm not saying Mac Jones is better than Derek Carr. No. I'm not He's saying not. Mac Jones is is going to be better than Derek Carr. That, that's not why you're bringing him in. You're bringing him in so you can win games now with right. Mac Jones because he's familiar with Josh McDaniels and the system. You can win games in 2023 and still have your future behind him. And again, yes. if he plays well, you can flip him, Mac Jones, for draft picks. If he turns into be the guy, so be it. He turns into be, be the guy, you can flip that draft pick. But uh, to your point, it is funny how... Derek Carr doesn't play well. Oh, it's all the play call's fault. He uh, play calling sucks. Mac Jones sucks. Well, he has a defensive coordinator, as as I've said plenty of times, calling his plays. His best receiver is Jacoby Myers. He, he just last year he just played an offense that was sixth in scoring. Yeah. Sixth in scoring with Josh McDaniels. You don't think he can win some games with the weapons that the Raiders have? You're out of your mind. Right. And and again, not as the long term guy, although if he right. who knows? If he turns into an MVP, he turns into an MVP. If he doesn't, then you've drafted a young quarterback and you're in a good spot. Right. He's, so you have he's plan only, A and plan B. He's remember, he's only in his 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 second year. Yeah. So he's it's not like he's this is not Mitch Trubisky. Like we <laughs> we he's still developing. He's still right. in his early years. He still could be on the ascend. So that's why yes. you take a chance with him. You do. And you recoup a lot of dough to rebuild the rest of that roster. All right, we're going to step aside for our second break. When we come back, Mo and I will get some more into where this team goes. Where is it at? What do we need to do to see the Raiders get better? How much of it is coaching? Have we seen any improvement there? What can we identify? And we'll talk about all of that. You're listening to Silver and Black today in Odyssey Original Podcast. We'll be back right after these words. <laughs> 